John chapter 20, reading from verse 24. Now Thomas, also known as Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where his nails were and put his hands into his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here, see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, My Lord and my God. Then Jesus told him, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Here ends this morning's reading. Now, if you do have your Bible there, please do turn back to John chapter 20 as we look at this passage this morning. Now, time, time is a funny thing, isn't it? Depending on what is happening, time can seem to go fast or seem to drag on, can't it? Time flies when you're having fun. That's what the saying says, isn't it? But I'm sure you remember those times when you were, you were at school and it was boring. And you were looking at the clock and you were just waiting, counting down the minutes. Oh, it's half past two. Can't wait till it was three o'clock when you were finally released. So time can go fast or it can go slow, can't it? And maybe you were here at church last week for our Easter celebration this morning. And you're thinking, wow. That week has, has flown past and, and it feels like no time since you were, you were here last week. You know, the week just went by and here you are. Or maybe as you're here this morning, you think, you know, it seems ages. Easter seems ages ago. That was just last week, was it? It really depends what you've been doing in this past week. And a lot can happen in a week, can't it? It was Harold Wilson that once said that a week is a long time in politics. And it's a long time in other realms too, isn't it? Think of football, for example. Last week, Kilmarnock had suffered a loss, meaning that they're leading the league championship just one point. Fast forward a week. Yes, there we go. They beat our broth and they win the championship. Wonderful on Friday night. We won't mention my first love, which is Queen of the South, who got relegated yesterday. A week is a long time. It can be a long time. And I wonder, is a week a long time in church? Is it a long time? You see, if I'd been particularly mean this morning, I could have handed out a questionnaire at the door with questions on it, asking you, if you were here last week, what the service was about last Sunday, what the message was about, what the Bible reading was, and what the hymns were that we sang. How do you think you would have done? 
Now, it may have taken you a wee moment or two just to remember, last week was Easter Sunday. Oh, it's Easter Sunday. Okay, must have been about Jesus' resurrection. Okay, you have some idea as to what the, the, the theme would have been. Hopefully, because it was Easter Sunday, you would have recalled most of it. And hopefully, everything comes back as to what we were thinking about last week, that we thought about Jesus being alive. You see, sometimes we are, can be so busy in our everyday lives, so caught up with things, with work and family life, that time just goes past, doesn't it? And seemingly the time goes past faster the older we get. That's true, isn't it? And maybe as one week flows into another, that is our experience. And we, we quickly forget even about the things which are important to us. This is particularly important as we think about Easter. Because sometimes we, we rush, don't we? we? We have all this build-up to Easter. We have, we, we have Lent, if we're of that tradition. You know, that time of, of preparation, of thinking about, you know, what it means to be a Christian, what it means to be a follower of Jesus. And then we have Holy Week, and we have services every single night. We come to Good Friday, we think of Jesus dying on the cross. We come to Easter Sunday, Jesus is risen again. But then it's over. Or sometimes that's how it can feel. And by Easter Monday, the chocolate eggs are half eaten. The hot cross buns are definitely gone. And the memory of our service together, declaring that Jesus has risen, begins to fade away. But what's so important to remember is that this message of Jesus rising again isn't a message just for one Sunday. This is the message. This is the good news. And we need to remember it. We need to be sustained by this message because without it, we have no hope. If you're feeling hopeless in your life, if things are difficult in your life, you come back to Easter Sunday and you think, because Jesus is risen, I have hope because he lives. That's what the hymn says, isn't it? I can face tomorrow. Without Easter Sunday, we have no hope. Now, in our passage today, we are a week after Easter Sunday. Now, Jesus rose uh, on Easter Sunday, and on the evening of Easter Sunday, we see that all the disciples are together in one place, with the door locked because of fear of the Jews. And into the midst of them, Jesus appears. Peace be with you, he says. And he shows these disciples his hands and his sight, the nail marks, the spear mark in his sight. And the disciples are, are overjoyed. And let's not miss the disciples' joy here because they didn't expect this. They knew Jesus had been arrested, they knew he'd been falsely accused, they knew he'd been tried, they knew he'd been crucified, they knew that he'd been placed in the tomb. They thought it was the end. And so their joy is, is very real. They are delighted to see Jesus. And Jesus breathes the Holy Spirit on them and, and gives them a commission to go in the same way that the Father has sent Jesus. And so there is this, this wonderful scene on, on Easter Sunday evening, the disciples together, Jesus in their midst, 
Jesus is risen. But then we're told some new information. Because we're told that one of the disciples was not there. One of the disciples was not there. Now we have no idea why Thomas wasn't there. Why was Thomas not with the other disciples? We just don't know. Maybe he was visiting family. Maybe he had some kind of emergency going on. Maybe he was just getting provisions. He was out doing the shopping. We we have no idea why Thomas wasn't there. But when he came back to wherever he had been, he's put in a pretty difficult position, isn't he? Because here he is. He's just popped out after all the the emotions of of the last few days. And then he comes back in to see the other disciples. And the other disciples are saying to him, Thomas, we have seen the Lord. And he sees their faith and their joy. But he has doubts. And Thomas just doesn't buy it, does he? He wants proof. And maybe this is us too. That in in the situation that that Thomas found himself in, if we were in that same situation, that we too would want proof. Because dead men don't usually rise. And so Thomas wants to see the nail marks. He wants to see the spear mark. See, the other disciples have probably said to Thomas, this is what we've seen. We've seen Jesus. And we know it's Jesus because we've seen these things. And Thomas... You can imagine he longs for it to be true. Do you not think that's the case? He'd followed Jesus for three years. He's hearing what the other disciples are saying. He's longing for it to be true. But he doubts it. Unless I see these things, I won't believe. And maybe that's the position that we find ourselves in. Sometimes we struggle to believe. We, we have our doubts. And it's okay to be honest about that. But if this is us and it's it's about the resurrection, I simply say to you, look at the evidence in the Easter story. Examine it if it is true. There's a wonderful book, I think it was written in the 1960s by a man called Frank Morrison. And he was an atheist. He, He went out to write a book about the resurrection to disprove it. But then he looked at the evidence He wrote his book. And to his wonder, he discovered to himself that he believed it was true. That Jesus had indeed risen. That book's called Who Moved the Stone? So I simply say to you this morning, examine the stories. Look at the Gospels. Ask God to reveal himself to you. Now something that we might miss in the passage before us that we read this morning is the timeline. Because Jesus appeared to the disciples on Easter Sunday evening. But verse 26 of the passage that we read takes us a week later. A week later. You see, we might have it in our mind that that Jesus appeared straight away to Thomas. That Thomas has these doubts And then Jesus just appears. But this is a week later. A week later. Now who knows what's happened in that week. But note here that God does things in his own time and in his own way. 
It's really important for us to realize, isn't it? You see, sometimes when we pray, we want an instant answer, don't we? We want it now. God, why won't you answer my prayer now? But God answers at the right time, not in our time. Now, we don't know what happened during that week. We don't know if there was, there was tension between Thomas and the other disciples. Thomas on one side, I don't believe you. I don't believe that this has happened. The disciples on the other, we saw him. We saw him with our own eyes. And there could have been this standoff. How do you think things would have gone? You know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. By the time we got to Friday, maybe Thomas was saying, look, see, told you. Nothing's happening. Saturday, come on, boys. Get over it. It's not happened. But the next Sunday, the disciples are together again. And this time we're told that Thomas is with them. Again, the doors are locked. And then Jesus appears. Peace be with you. And Jesus turns to Thomas. Thomas, put your finger here. See my hands. Reach out your hand. Put it into my sight. Stop doubting and believe. And what else can Thomas say but, my Lord and my God? Because here is the evidence. Here is the proof. Here is Jesus standing before him. Now, what about you today? You see, some today would ridicule that Jesus rose from the dead. Because humanly speaking, these things don't happen. And there are plenty of people that say, well, come on, that happened, you know, 2,000 years ago. People were primitive then. But with God, nothing is impossible. And we have to weigh up for ourselves the evidence. You see, sometimes we might feel like Thomas, that we need proof. That we won't believe unless we see it with our own eyes. But blessed are those who have not seen and yet who have believed. That's what Jesus says at the end of the reading. You see, why is this story of Thomas here? Was it purely by accident that Thomas wasn't with the other disciples when Jesus first appeared on that Easter Sunday evening? I don't believe it was. Because here is Thomas, he's, he's someone who has doubts, just as we too sometimes have doubts. Here is Thomas waiting a whole week, hearing the other disciples saying, Jesus is risen, but not being sure of what to, to make of all these stories and what they're saying. And maybe Thomas is a bit like us in some ways. Because all of us at one time or another have our doubts. We have our questions. And when we hear this story, perhaps in our hearts, we, we wonder, is this really true? Is it really true? But then, then Thomas meets the living Lord Jesus. And it's undeniable. And all he can say is, my Lord and my God. Now, what about you this morning? You see, if Jesus is risen then he's alive. And he's able to, to reveal himself to us. 
And when Jesus ascended to the Father's right hand, he promised that believers here on earth would not be left as orphans, but we would have the promised Holy Spirit, the one who dwells within, the one who affirms that Jesus is alive. He's able to confirm in our own hearts that it is true. And so if you have doubts this morning, I simply say to you, ask. Ask God, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. And you'll find it's true. And for us who do believe this morning, remember there are times when we doubt in our lives, aren't there? There are times in our life, even the strongest believers go through times when they doubt in their faith. I want you to remember this morning, that Thomas was one of the twelve. Sometimes we overlook that, don't we? Jesus had lots of, you know, there were lots of crowds that, that followed Jesus. They were clearly like in an outer circle. Remember, Jesus sent out the 72. But Thomas was one of the inside circle. He was one of the twelve. He was a disciple. And yet he doubted. Sometimes we lose our way in our Christian life. Sometimes we doubt. And we find ourselves not in the right place with God. But God is still there. The message remains. And God's love remains. And if Christ is risen, then this makes all the difference in the world, doesn't it? It ought to change our life. You see, why on Easter Sunday morning when we're on top of Law Hill. When we're up there, we don't shout, Jesus might be risen, do we? What do we shout? Jesus is alive. It's a declaration of faith. And no, we haven't seen the risen Jesus as Thomas did, but we have the evidence of the disciples, the evidence of history, the evidence of the church, the evidence of the Holy Spirit working within. And when we put all these things together, that we can say with one voice, He has risen. He has risen indeed. I wonder if you know this in your heart this morning. And as we think again about this story of the resurrection of Jesus, as you look at the evidence for that story, as you think in your heart, well, do I believe this or do I not? If you do believe it, then it ought to change you in a wonderful way. Because no longer is your life about you, about yourself. You have someone else to to live for, someone else that you want to glorify. And you have hope. You see, Over the last two years, people have found things a struggle, haven't they? It's been hard with coronavirus and all the lockdowns and people suffering, people even dying. A number of people have said to me, I couldn't survive without my faith. Can you imagine if this is all there is to life? And that when you die, that's it? It'd be terrible, it'd be awful. As Christians, we have hope, don't we? 
hope that Jesus is alive. And there will be a day when we will be with God forever. Is that not a wonderful hope to hold on to? That no matter what you're going through in your life, no matter what's happening in your family life, that you can trust that God is there, that God cares, and there will be a time when he will bring you home to be with him forever and ever. So in your heart this morning, as we declared last week, he is risen. Do you say he is risen indeed? Because if you say that in your heart, that will change your life forever. Shall we just pray together? Let's pray. Lord God, we thank you for your word to us this day. And this story of of Thomas in many ways affirms in our hearts that the Gospels are true. Because why would it be pointed out that Thomas wasn't there? Why would it be pointed out that one of Jesus' main disciples had doubts and did not believe? But we believe that this story is here and that Thomas wasn't there on that first Easter Sunday because it's there to encourage us in our own lives. Because we recognize in a similar way to Thomas, there are times in our life when we doubt. There are times when we don't have faith in Jesus. There are times when we wonder whether the resurrection could be true. But Father, as we look at the Gospels, as we look at the reasons for the the stone being rolled away and the tomb being empty and Jesus appearing to Mary and then appearing to the disciples as we put all this evidence together then we can affirm that Jesus is risen he is risen indeed and father if we believe that this is true we pray that our faith would be strengthened this morning Lord God, sometimes we can lose our focus. We can be so focused upon ourselves, so focused upon our jobs, so focused upon our finances, so focused even upon our own families that we forget about you. But if Jesus has risen, then we ought to live for your glory and your honor and your praise. And we pray that you would give us the strength to do exactly that. So, Father, speak to us through your word today, we pray. For we pray these things in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen.